Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff and Things Podcast. I am Sam. Joining me, like he always does, because he's a loyal friend, it's my partner in crime, it's Stefan! Hey, I'm just about here this week, but I'm here. You are, man. Now, anyone just who listens about. to basically all of our shows will know that I said a week ago that you're dodging COVID bullets as the kids had COVID, then your wife had it, and you were like, pow, pow, it's not going to get me! And then, yep. two days ago? Uh, yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Two days ago. Yeah, how are you doing, man? I'm on. So yeah, I'm on technically day three of being positive, and um, yeah, it's. Um, I'm glad I had my boosters. Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. If this is with yeah. boosters and stuff, I'm quite glad I had them. So yeah. Yeah, well, the the Omicron variant everyone says is a lot milder, which is which is what because you've not had any at all. So this is your first dance with COVID yeah. officially first answer code officially because you did have that one bug that i'm convinced was but it was before oh, yeah, the that world was before everything yeah before yeah. everyone knew about it yeah but um it's your first answer and it, it sucks right yeah <laughs> yeah it does suck and it's like I, I i got a friend who's managed to avoid it got it recently and is like death's door and they done like a blood test and everything they said oh you've got the omicron variant so of course everyone's giving him stick like oh wow delta would have finished you off then if this is so rough delta would have and i'm thinking well probably the omicron variant's been milder for a lot of people because they've not they've had the others so yeah. you've your body's just building this immunity you've had the vaccines or whatever and you've got a bit in it so the omicron feels a lot better anyone who's not had any of it it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks yeah it's good fun my, my chest does feel like i'm being sat on oh, that sucks man. apart from that, that feeling. apart from that we're all good we're all yeah good. but but other than that everything's fine but the uh, wife is a lot worse the wife has got like all the sinuses and everything that go with it she's like coughing up all sorts of fun stuff and on that note, And on that note, we're going to talk about what we're here to talk about. Oh yes, uh, this is the book of the man. Mandal- no, it's not. It's the book of Boba Fett, episode five, and the title of the episode: Return of the Mandalorian. Return of the Mandalorian. Now, before I forget, because this is important to the twenty plus people, and the fact that twenty plus of you have asked this is hilarious to me. Yes, I am looking into a t-shirt with our logo and the title of the episode is, or the title of the episode was. So good. I love the fact that one person messaged and now more and more people like, hey, So, So one person suggested it. I mentioned it on a show. And then every time I open my email now, there's another one with a title saying T-shirt, saying I would buy that. And I'm like, I've not even designed it yet. It's like literally someone's offering to give me money for a plain T-shirt with the title of the episode was dot, dot, dot written Do you on know it. how long it's taken me to make all these different email accounts? Yeah. <laughs> In that case, you've got about 30 T-shirts coming your way <laughs> that I've... That I've bought white t-shirts and i've got a sharpie and you're having them <laughs> no, I'm, i've actually got someone uh, i know someone who's like a graphic designer and i said hey this is a favor so don't like burn serious time on it but could you mock this up for me from my podcast and they went oh wow you're on a podcast i was like yes 
I talk about TV shows, movies and stuff on a podcast. Oh, wow, what is it? Let me listen. So they've listened and now they've come back. But oh, I've got loads of ideas for you. I'll send them across. Like, oh, what? We're going to have an entire merch stand. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> we do have that coming. The Stuff and Things podcast website is being redesigned at the moment. Um, as well as being able to go on our website, which is www.stuffandthangspodcast.com, by the way, you'll be able to... So not only will you be able to access every show we've ever done, stream it on any device completely for free, all broken down into lovely categories so you can find them, like this one will be under the category Star Wars, you will also be able to find merchandise section. And we're also having a gallery section because... As the world comes out of the COVID mess, we're hoping to go to a few more conventions and things and get out there and amongst people and have a bit of fun doing that. Um, but as, also, as, as long as I'm allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said when COVID's, you know, passed us by, which could yeah. be any time this summer or perhaps 2029. Yeah. Moving on again, um, we do have this episode to talk about, and there's a lot in this episode. Mm. So. I should probably stop rambling on and get on with can it. I, can I start with my first, the, the only controversial point I have? Bring it on, because that's probably so, the same one a million people have got. Yeah, I absolutely loved this episode. Me too. Like, I loved it. Every I was smiling the whole way through it. Yep. Things happened in this episode that just made me happy. Yep. However. Yep. This is the book of Boba Fett. It Boba Fett, but yes, continue. It's not the Mandalorian. It is not. And I felt like just a little bit of it was like, hmm, you seem to have like missed out the main character. <laughs> it's like, hello. Because it's, it's funny because the credits rolled at the end and it said starring Timur Morrison. I was like, was it though? <laughs> yeah, in the flashback at the beginning. <laughs> was it though? I, did, I didn't really see him much. Um, I think I think it's a very fair thing for everybody to raise. I think it's something that everybody, quite rightly, when watching the book of Boba Fett, would imagine that the book of Boba Fett would have Boba Fett in it. Yeah. Um. However, I will I will say this is kind of a it's a very nerdy thing. This, but mm-hmm. I've read an read an interview in a magazine, uh, an online magazine, quite some time ago now. Yeah. when they announced the Book of Boba Fett was coming and The Mandalorian Season 3 was announced. Mm-hmm. What is quite interesting is the Book of Boba Fett was announced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, the creators of Mandalorian, etc., at the end of Mando Season 2. It was kept quiet. They were allowed to sneak it in as an after-credit announcement, yes. which was awesome. It was really cool. Mandalorian Season 3 was announced by Disney. That in itself really isn't anything to write home about but I do think it's worth delving a little bit into it because Dave and John created the Mandalorian to be two seasons they created it a whole story the story was Grogu yeah and, and, it, it, and it was starts told. and finishes it starts yeah, with it him was told. getting Grogu it finishes yeah. with him handing him over yeah. to the Jedi to yeah. Luke and that was it they mapped that out they had two seasons story they had it, it was perfect, they they nailed it, they did exactly what they wanted to do. When they got, uh, when they sort of sat back and watched the, uh, the response to season one, Disney obviously were over the moon with it, you know, delighted with it. They could but just ju- hear falling coins everywhere. <laughs> they could hear, ching, ching. But generally, the response to it was phenomenal. I think nobody, when you think of the response to the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. by and large... 
any Star Wars property that then got a massive, massive positive must have just been like a weight lifted off Lucasfilm's back. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, they're, <laughs> oh, whoa. Thank the Jedi. Cause we otherwise, are back. Yeah. yeah we, we are, are going to make money again this year. But these two basically were then told, you know, are there other things you want to do? And they went, yep. And they they had it. They had it mapped out. They knew Boba Fett was going to appear in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. They knew that was the next character to take you forward. Yeah. So what they've actually... What they were trying to create was we meet The Mandalorian, we follow that character, and then after two seasons, the book of Boba Fett is the next chapter. So when you notice all of The Mandalorian's Chapter 1 right the way through to the end, mm-hmm. the book of Boba Fett was going to start not as not as Chapter 1 of that, but was going to be the next chapter in this continuing saga they did. Gotcha. So when you've got this Mandalorian episode seemingly just kind of chucked in to the Book of Boba Fett, when you think of the greater context of they basically created a show that was just going to keep running in this timeline, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't seem out of order, if that makes sense. It wouldn't seem bizarre because these characters are all interlinked and you have this show. Yeah. You got it. So we've had the we've had the story of Boba, how he's got to where he is. Now we catch up with Mando. You know, think about a, a show. Me and you talk about a lot, The Walking Dead, and we're quite critical of the way they use flashbacks because they've overused it. But yeah. when they first used it, I think it was like season four. We got the same three days from about five different characters perspectives and yeah. they were all interlinked they were all kind of conjoined and like you could spot things like oh wow you know that was where the other lot were they missed each other by like an hour damn it you know yeah and and you got this whole story told from these different points of views and then finally they all converged i think if this was allowed to go the way john and dave envisioned it without anything interference i don't think people would be having such a Oh, but this is supposed to be Boba Fett's show. Mandalorian's got his own show. He's got season three. Whereas, that was not supposed to exist. If Yeah, if it had carried on, this had started with, what, episode 17? Yeah, yeah. 18, instead of this is chapter five. And it's just continuing. Because it would have then, and it is, and it's just a case of these characters that we've been introduced to so far are just catching up. And this episode brings us right up to date with Mando. Now, that's exactly what this episode does. Yes. But because they've announced Mandalorian Season 3, and we know that's coming, everyone quite rightly is going, well, hang on a minute, this is like, what? This is like Episode 1 of Mando 3? What is this? This is odd. And and I think everyone's quite right to feel that way. But if you take Mando 3 away and just put it in the context that I've said, it, it does make sense. So when they've oh, mapped this out, when they've yeah. mapped this out in their mind, you can see why they've mapped this out. But the fact that Disney went, yeah, Grogu's selling us a lot. You're not getting rid of that. So, Mando yeah. 3. <laughs> Mando and 3, by the way, about the child. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, Grogu's coming back. And they're like, but that's not the story. And they're like, it is now. Yeah, like, I, I want to be critical of that. However, I'm sat here with two different <laughs> products on my computer desk that are both based on the child. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm drinking out of a cup right now, which says this is the way on it. There we go. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. As much as we can be critical about them milking the cash cow, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I am that cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am milking for them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Moo, moo. Um. 
Oh, worried. I can't believe I just moved on a podcast. But anyway, saving that clip. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah. See, this is the downside for you. I'm the editor. Yeah, I know. So, so it, whenever you say something stupid, that lives forever. When I do it, I just edit it out. It's all that good. is very, very true. So let's get into the episode now because you know we we could talk about sort of overall arcing thing, but I think we've done that. Um, I'm gonna try and run through it uh, weirdly in kind of order today. Sharp. <laughs> yeah. We never do anything no, in order. No, I know. Um, Breaking most, a trend, man. Mostly because there's so much in this. Uh, I want to kind of just sort of let it run through. So this is the Book of Boba Fett. So we kind of got the hint last week that we could possibly see Mando this week. And me and you talked about it. We did a TikTok about it. Basically, like, yep. oh, are they gonna, just going to wind us up, like, constantly tease us until, like, the last episode, maybe the very end of the next episode or something, and we were... <laughs> no, no, they we were, did the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah, we, we were, like, <laughs> dubious. But no, literally, scene opens, and we're in, like, this weird kind of meat-packing thing, and these, these guys are there working away, and then Mando walks in. And yeah. not only does Mando walk in, Mando's full Beskar armor... The spear's there, and yeah. I immediately clock on his on his hip, on his hilt, is the dark saber. Dude, I'm I'm like geeking out straight away. I'm like, oh hey, my, yeah, this is Mando. Not only is he rocking all of his usual gear, he's got a dark saber as well. So <laughs> yeah, like, he's now proper rocking. He's now, he's gone full badass. This is gonna be great. So he goes in, and we have, and he's back bounty hunting. It seems you know he's like well. What else is he going to do? He's returned Grogu. Um, he's back to his life, I guess. But he's got one of those fobs, and he puts it down, and he's got the puck with the image, and he's like... I loved it. Have you I'm seen this guy? No, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him. He's like, that oh, looks nothing like me. He gives everyone in the room a chance to leave. They're not leaving. And then he, he nails his line. I could bring you in warm, or I could bring you in cold. And at that point, I reckon the entire fandom went, Oh, I've said it! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like, yep, right there. He said his line. Uh, go to now you're in trouble. You've yeah. messed up now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that. I mean, we do actually have a TikTok of him saying the line. And yes. Peter from Family Guy standing there, Look, he said it! He said the line! <laughs> which which is basically how I was. The entire fandom. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so... We have that we have that moment and the kind of tense pause and then one of the guys bites him <laughs> on his hand, which is nuts, and this fight breaks out and then he gets the dark saber out. There's two things about this fight that I loved. Mm-hmm. Number one, he is using a light this is Mando with a light saber, the dark saber he's slicing these guys up. Two um, Yeah. Two He's so crap with it, he hurts himself. Now, this I absolutely love because yep. we've always seen, kind of like, you know, from a very young age, you get taught the ways of the Force, yep. how to use the weapons, everything else, from a very, very young age. Yep. This is a fully grown guy yep. who has just literally picked up the weapon. Yeah. Now, I think one of the big criticisms in the actual Star Wars movies yep. was how Finn picked up a lightsaber and was like, oh, it's just like this. Ah, da, da. Yeah. And off he went. And Finn never had an issue, was just perfectly in flow with it all. Yeah, yeah look at this guy, he was a stormtrooper, now he can use a lightsaber. Whereas yeah. in this, it's a lot more, I'm going to use the word realistic loosely. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. 
But, you know, this is a guy who's never wielded a weapon like this before. However, he is very good with the spear and things like that and the weapons he has had. Yeah. However, with his spear, if he overswings that and it brushes past his leg, yeah. it bounces off his armour. At the very worst, he's going to have a slight bruise. Yeah, exactly. With this, it skims his thigh and takes off like a good six inches of skin. Yeah, man, what and an injury! It sucks. Well. <laughs> yeah, what an injury! That 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 was brutal. Um, but yeah, like you, I, I love that. It was like a such a such a detail to add in the fact that he ain't gonna know how to use this thing. No, like I had to go back. I actually watched that clip a couple of times because the first time he does it, I was like, "Damn, he's been shot in the leg or something." Yeah, I was like, no. I didn't, it was like the Han Solo Greedo moment. I was like, who shot first? I didn't, I didn't see anything. <laughs> so I had to like rewind it, watched it again and went, oh no, he's he's done that to himself. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and that was great. I mean, uh, just like you said, it kind of gr- it grounds it. it. It tells us that, like you said, every, every instance we've seen of Jedi Knights, they've been taught since a very, very young age. Yeah. Remember, younglings in the temple, you're learning about their lightsabers. You yep. go through uh, the Clone Wars and, and the animated series and you'll see like rebels and stuff. And you see there's a whole arc in the Clone Wars about actually uh, part of a Jedi's ritual, part of their training is to create their own lightsaber and build the lightsaber. Yes. They pick a crystal and things like that. And so it is it is a big thing. And the dark saber, and, and we hear of course, later in the episode about the sort of lore of the Darksaber. So, in this scene, he's struggling with it, and he hurts himself with it, but then the big boss guy, the bounty, he literally cuts in half through a table. That was awesome. Yeah, that was one of those scenes where, like, we've already seen him cut whatever the meat is that's hanging up. We've seen him cut one of those in half already. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I love how powerful this is. And then it cuts the guy in the table in half, and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. With the table. Yeah, okay. The table's yeah. gone, the guy's gone. It was epic. And then he clearly cuts the guy's head off, puts it in a bag, and walks out. And he's got all those people stood there, like, all holding these, like, butchering these, like... <laughs> and it's... What are you going to do? Is he going to fight him? Is he going to try and work his way out? No, he's basically just going to say, I've got no quarrel with any of you. There's a load of money in there that's not mine. You let yeah. me pass. This yours. And, and and obviously they picked that option. And to be honest with you, it's the one guy that first of all kind of works it out and goes, "Yep, yeah, okay." And yeah. he just sneaks around the back yeah. and is like, "I'm going to take the money." Then okay, well, cool. I I love the idea that all those guys are out there just watched their boss and they're like the the head honchos of this clearly slightly criminal enterprise get sliced and diced by him. So imagine the toughest guys have just been rinsed by one. You're all there with your knives and stuff. He walks out with the damn dark saber, his blaster on his side, wearing Beskar, and you're thinking to yourself, "Please don't make me fight." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good without this today, actually. And, and then he goes, "Look, there's money in there. If you just let me pass, you must just be like, oh, thank the Jedi.'" <laughs> yeah, thank everything. Yeah. yeah. No. So, um, one of the I things... should have taken today off. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. I should have called in sick. This is a nightmare. One of the things that then happens, which, uh, to be honest with you, I'm guessing this is a place that people who know Star Wars lore a lot better than me will know, but he's on some kind of space station that's like in a loop. Mm-hmm. You have any idea about this place? Not 
No. No, no, me me either. I'm, I'm guessing someone somewhere, like, from the books or the comics or something is screaming at the podcast right now. But no, this is just, like, new to me. Um, and so, but it was kind of cool. It was, like, quite a, an amazing visual. But he's, like, walking down this, well, hobbling down this street. He's proper street. limping it, like, this hurts. Yeah. But... I, I don't know about you, because it's like, the, the runtime of this episode was like 50 minutes, which I did not realise until after, by the way. Yep. Uh, I was so engrossed in it, like, finished, I was like, oh, wow, that was almost like a really long episode again. But Yeah, because the episodes have been very up and down. Oh, it's been 30 minutes, all bar, that I think episode two was like 50 minutes as well. Yeah. But other than that, it's been kind of 28, And then this 30. one was suddenly quite nice and long again, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it gave us a lot. But, like, the scenes where he's just, like, walking through the station, you could easily have cut that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that you didn't need yeah. him limping through the station, getting into an elevator with some random civilian who looks at a clearly severed head in a bag, then looks at him, then looks forward when Jin sort of looks back, like, oh, my God, don't cut my head off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that was funny to me. I mean, I loved that. So I'm glad they left it in because I was delighted. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it was good. I <laughs> the other thing that sort of with this, like he goes in through. I said a minute ago, he's back bounty hunting. He's back doing what he's doing. He's back basically being himself, which is he goes from situation to situation to get to something else. And when he dumps his head down, he's like. I don't care about the money, keep it. I want the information you promised me. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing now? Yeah, now what's he hunting for? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. We got Grogu. We got Grogu back to the Jedi. You have not gone and landed yourself in some other frigging quest. Come on, dude. Um, <laughs> but in reality, he's actually questing to try and get back to his his group, the people. Um, the people who were, you know, where he was a foundling. Um, so yes. where he feels at home. And he does have some information on this station of where they are. They've set up a new, I think they call it a coven, coven, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And he finds it. With some Again, some great visuals of him, sort of the, the kind of, uh, he's climbing down steps, but in the same way he's climbing down, the visual makes it look like he's climbing up because mm-hmm. it's in space. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but when he gets there, there's only two left. And do you remember how many of them there were when it was on that planet? Navara, a lot more than two. I couldn't oh, say how mate, many, yeah. but it was more than two. That's for sure. Well, we're we're talking twenty plus, and there were some foundlings, and now there's two. There's the armorer woman who, I got to be honest with you, I thought must have died. I and, was convinced. I think I actually WhatsApped or messaged you, didn't I? I was like, yeah. my God, she's alive! Yeah, because there's like, she was. I mean, don't get me wrong. The last time we saw her, she was kicking the crap out of stormtroopers. You know, those Beskar hammers yeah. smashing their plastic crappy armour to pieces. But yeah. you kind of thought the numbers game was going to catch up with her, didn't you? Eventually she was going to run out. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, she she got away. Not only did she get away, she got away with all her stuff. <laughs> um, and Her and this one other. So he makes it to them. He, he's like, oh, I'm back. I completed my quest. And then we have kind of like sit around the campfire story time. And from a Star Wars kind of nerdy point of view, I, I loved this bit. I, I loved it. But one sad thing, we lost the spear. Yeah, that's now gone. Yeah, that was... 
It's kind of funny. Do you see that Lego did a thing at Christmas, which was the Mandalorian with the Razor Crest, and he's carrying the spear. And there well, was this not worth much now. No, no, and that's <laughs> it. And there was this. There was this video that went viral. With this guy, after the um, after the Razor Crest got blown up, he literally dropped it on the floor. So all the Lego, whenever he did it in slow mo, oh. it was like it was like kind of great. It was like awesome. Anyway, this same guy did a video at the end of the episode where he walked over to the shelf where the Mando holding the spear was and took the spear off him and walked and dropped it in the bin and it's gone viral. <laughs> no way. That's all it is. It literally goes, won't be needing this and throws it in the bin. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the spear's gone. But I think the bit that I think everybody, and I've watched this episode now a couple of times and my daughter's watched it. Um, my daughter loves the Mandalore and she loves Grogu. Of course she loves Grogu. And there's the moment where he says, I want to make something for a particular fangling. Yes. She just about lost her damn mind. Yeah. Um, and, she, yeah, no, I know. I say that like it was only her. I think a lot of people lost their damn mind. Yeah. I it's already so knew. Cool. I need to make something for a fangling. You're like, oh my God, he still has contact. Yeah, I mean, I already knew. That Mandalorian out of season three, and I already knew the reason for that. <laughs> I knew that Disney were not getting rid of Grogu, no way. Yeah. So it was, of course, at some point he was going to get mentioned. Of course. Did I expect it in this episode? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> but the fact that she then makes it, wraps whatever it is up in this kind of cloth, and when she wraps it, it actually looks like Grogu's ears. Did you notice that? I did notice when he sat on the on the train. I want to say the bus or the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he's holding his hand. It looks like the head yeah. and the ears. And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's so yeah. cute." Yeah, no, I noticed that. It was, it was, it was really good, really well done. But she tells a story when she's smelting this spear because she says to him, "Like, Beskar's for armor. You know, this spear is an offense to the Mandalorians because it's made of Beskar and it can pierce our armor." So he's <laughs> the funny thing I find about Jin is he doesn't give a crap. He's yeah. got his blaster, he's got his armor, like the dark saber. Like when Bo Katan wanted it, he was like, "Have it, <laughs> it's yours." No, she has to win it in combat. He's like, "I oh, yield. I don't care. Have it. I don't care." Yeah, and it's like, no, 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 she can't. With the spear, she's like, "Yeah, whatever. You know, it's a gift from a Jedi, but you know, melt it down, do whatever you want. I don't care." <laughs> yeah. um, I I really like that about him. <laughs> In fact, there's only two things he ever seems to have been attached to, which is Grogu and and his ship, the Razor Crest. Those seem to be the only things, really. Um, yeah, in fairness, I don't think anything else he's really cared that much about. No, yeah. no, it appears not like I can bring you in warm or cold goes to show that he doesn't really care a lot about people in general. Yeah. <laughs> not a big yeah. fan of those he's hunting. Uh, but yeah, the, the story, and she talks about the, the Night of a Thousand Tears, which, by mm. the way, is an epic name, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell a story to someone, here, let me tell you about the Night of a Thousand... You're involved. You're like, oh, okay, this sounds good. Yeah, the Night of a Thousand Tears. So it's basically when the Empire destroyed Mandalore, took it out, just bombed it back to the Stone Age. And you see this incredible clip. And, I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I saw it, and I thought of Terminator. Because okay. there's this scene where all of the place has been bombed to bits 
and these droids are marching through the wreckage just shooting anyone that's still alive yeah and so it made me think of like the scene judgment day when you see the vision of kyle reese of the future where it's just rubble uh, everywhere yeah and the terminator's marching through just killing anyone who survived the nukes <laughs> Yes, uh, I know what you mean now. Yeah, so it's like I saw that scene, I was like, oh wow, that's like real strong imagery. And it is really strong, powerful imagery. Um, you know, you're just not expecting that in these episodes. You know, this is the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and we're getting like serious Mandalore history thrown at us here. Um, Which is weird in a sense because, yeah, as we know, Boba himself, or Boba himself is um i'm trying i'm really trying to get this right but it's ingrained in my head wrong and it's very difficult to change it's funny um it's not funny it's annoying because every time i say it i know i've said it wrong and then it annoys me <laughs> i must remember like soda boba like soda. yes there you go. okay um obviously we know he's a clone so he is absolutely nothing to do with mandalore or anything no. at all so to no. have all of this in that series is quite a strange kind of way of doing it but at the same time i'm completely engrossed oh massively yeah just and don't you just think that that scene i mean uh, clearly it's just a pure cgi thing but it was incredible like the visual of that I, i've seen so many people online just go give me that film <laughs> give me the siege of mandalore <laughs> let yeah. me watch that that is going to be dark and epic and make it awesome because the idea of the Empire just wiping them out, when you consider what a warrior race Mandalorians are, it's yeah. kind of crazy. You know, How it's, it's many mad. people must it have taken to wipe them out, considering... Well, well, you see in the visual, there's this great clip, of, like, there's the moon, and all of the ships, the Empire, like, the Imperial bombers basically black out the moon. Yeah. That was, that was just so kind of wow. This this is this is crazy. Visual wise, it was cr- yeah, like you say, crazy how much. It's so good, so yeah. Good. I, I want that film now. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody. Um, we then have uh, the other guy. And by the way, this is something I've said to you before, which I've always been really impressed with in this mm-hmm. show, Mandalorian, and then in Boba as well. How the hell do they convey emotion so well under helmets? The acting oh, the, from these the guys, jealousy. And- yeah. Instant jealousy, but I'm like, how can I tell he's jealous when he hasn't no. said or done anything? There's, I mean, there's no this guy. Expression. There's this guy there that that we've known because we've seen him before, and he's there, and he is basically from the moment that you sees that Jin's got the dark saber. I know, I know instantly, he's jealous. You yeah. know it. Everyone watching it knows. It. Everyone knows. Oh, that's an issue. There's an issue a fun there. Fact about him as well. Bring it. The voice actor is actually uncredited. Okay. For who plays the character is Paz Vizsla. Okay. Yeah. Um, and according to sources, the yeah. voice is John Favreau. Really? He plays. He does the voice. It is uncredited, and the person who actually plays the character yeah. is also uncredited, and that's someone else. But yeah, apparently the voice is well, John himself. I'll, I'll tell you who. I'm a wrestling fan. I'll tell you who that guy reminds me of every time I've seen him. Mm-hmm. I've always thought he was Kane. The WWE yes. wrestler Kane. Yeah, because, he's I mean, got he's a that build. And, yeah. But the voice as well. Like If you listen to the voice of him and then listen to Kane talk in a promo, it's very yeah. similar. So I've always thought it was him. But no, wow, John Fab. Okay, that's kind according of cool. to According to the, the, the source is IMDb. 
No, well, no, and that's fun. Tate Fletcher is apparently the person who actually is Wears... him in the costume. Ah, okay, that's cool. Uh, but basically, we knew, like, we knew straight away that's an issue. There's going to be an issue. The guy didn't say anything. He, you know, we didn't get any, like, side eye, because we can't see the guy's eyes. No. <laughs> Nothing. But we knew. We absolutely yeah. knew. And sure enough, um, after uh, the armorer lady is basically trying to train or trying to pass on knowledge. And by the way, how in the hell is this person just so ridiculously knowledgeable about everything? Just, it's like she has sat there and just read every single book about their law. Clearly, because she just like she's talking about the Jedi and she's talking about him wielding the saber and she's like, "You're fighting against the blade." By the way, such a funny teacher moment in this. You're fighting against the blade. No, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. And you're doing it again and again and again. We might as well stop. He's like, I'm ready. I'm focused. She's like, well, clearly you're not. And then just bonks him on the head after he I swings and misses. I love that. Oh, I love. That was such a, such a teachery kind of like, so you're being dunk. an idiot. Donk. Yeah. It was funny. It was great. Wasn't uh, but, done hard. Wasn't done aggressively. No, it was just, just like to prove. Stop being a Muppet. Absolute yep. prove a point that you're being a numpty. Bang. Um. Then this guy challenges him. Yeah. So, I got an observation from this fight for you, and I'd love to know what you thought. Yeah. This guy is trying to kill Jin, trying to kill Mando. He yeah. is swinging that dark saber. He even says to him, like, I'm going to end you. Yeah. And yet, the woman stops the fight when Mando gets the upper hand. Well, clearly, I... clearly the armorer has a favourite. Well, clearly has a favourite, yeah. Because, like, he is swinging that thing around, and yeah. if that hits oh, the dead. Mando, he's yeah. dead. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm... I did think I did think it was going to a fight to the death because you have to yeah <clears throat> to take the dark saber and have it as your own. Yeah. You must win it in combat, yeah, which surely means you must kill the other person. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I but apparently that, because... that only works if you are the one who has it. You yeah. must be killed. And if you already have it, you can just make the other person tap out. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's funny. She stops the fight, and I'm like, wait a minute. This guy has just been swinging for the fences, trying to kill him. He gets the upper hand, and you're like, no, 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 this is enough. But then she goes into the creed. And the minute yeah. she says, have you ever removed... I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Just... <laughs> and I'm like, dude, lie. lie. Just lie. Just lie. Just, just tell a lie. It's a little white lie. Or a little green lie. Just just tell it. Just tell it. And there's a massive pause. And she's like, have you removed your helmet? At this point, do you are you envisaging him saying yes and her saying, well, you're gone? Or are you envisaging him saying yes? And she's like, well, you got to write, I will not remove my helmet again 50 times on the blackboard. Go. Because <laughs> I have no idea what the punishment is. <laughs> um, I was expecting, I, I was like, He's in trouble. Like, is this guy that she's he's just like almost killed? Is he? Is it going to be a case of now he's going to kill you? And then I was like, oh no! Imagine he turns around and goes, "Have you removed your helmet?" Yes, I have. Yeah. Good. Now give me all of your armor. You don't deserve it. Well, yeah. That That's that where I thought it was going to go, and I was like, oh wow! Yeah, oh wow! If she strips him of the armor because you're not a Mandalore, so therefore you do not deserve. Yeah. To have the armor, and I'm like, oh, this is about to go bad. What? What again is quite interesting. You go back to Mando season two when he meets Bo Katan. 
Yep. His reaction with Bogotan and the, her two like lieutenants take their helmets off. He yeah. freaks out. He is like, what are you you're doing? Not, like, <laughs> you are not Mandalorians. And they're like, oh, wow, you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and from memory, called Death Watch. I could be completely wrong. I, I believe apologize. so. Yeah. I'm going to apologize if I'm completely wrong. She's just like, look, you, you've been raised in basically the right wing nut jobs of Mandalore. <laughs> you absolute extremists. Wow. You know. Yeah. You must never remove the helmet yeah. ever. That's so inconvenient. You know, you know, get a nice bit of fresh air. We're at sea. Come on. You yeah. know, she basically is just like, it's nuts. You don't have to do that. I was so delighted with that episode. And the reason why I was delighted is because when I watched the Clone Wars and all these things set in the past, Mandalorians used to take their helmets off all the time. So when the Mandalorian started and he wouldn't remove it by Creed, I was always kind of like, oh, continuity, guys. Come <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. that's, you know, like, this show's amazing, but that's really bugging me. You know? It turns out that is just that Creed. Yeah, exactly. It just turns out it's these absolute fanatics believe that i can't wait for him to now meet another group of mandalorians and they're all like swapping helmets around and he's like <laughs> i'm so confused no i don't no i don't think mandalorians have become swingers i no. don't think they just swap their helmets <laughs> everyone put oh, their helmet in the middle one. Just whoever's helmet one. you pick up that's who you're taking home <laughs> um oh man it's oh. just a table of helmets and one bloke going i will take that one? <laughs> Bo-Katan's. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, you'll have to be brave. Yeah. Oh, dear, this, this, we just lost our... That went dark. Really. That went dark. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh yeah. I'm so good with my language at the moment, and then I went and said that. Um. So, I blame you. <laughs> so, I don't think we've seen the last of that armour and that guy. I, I got a bad feeling that at some point, that's a confrontation. Season three of Mando at some point, I feel like her knowing the Darksaber laws, him having it, and her now deeming him unworthy, I think that's is an got issue. That's a showdown coming somewhere. Yeah, it? I think we've got an issue down the line. I I, I, I just sense that. Um, so that's, that's sort of one. that We can park that now. That's, that's moved on. He then has to get on a public transport, which is like a really brutal reminder that his ship got blown up. Yeah. Man, that sucks. And but That's like we... driving around in a Ferrari all the time, and then it being stolen, and you happen to get on the bus. You have to get on the bus, yeah. Oh. And this guy tries to get on the ship, and this is one of the funniest moments. And this is... When I talk about my love of Star Wars, and I talk about love of it and stuff, Star Wars, for me, always was great action. It was great storytelling and adventure. But it was funny. There were bits yeah. that every time I watched it would make me laugh and smile. And this is why I love The Mandalorian so much, why I like The Book of Boba so much, is because generally in every episode there's something that's made me happy, something that's made me yeah. smile. This scene right here, uh, I'm a Mandalorian, I, my weapons are part of my religion, and the droid's like, look, you can speak to the manager, Karen, <laughs> but you'll have to wait a day. <laughs> Yeah, like, I can get fine. you on a ship tomorrow, speak to the yeah. manager, or you can give up your weapons now. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh. uh, fine. But then the minute he said that, and he's going to put them in this box, I'm like, oh, how many weapons? How many? Yeah. And it just they kept coming <laughs> and coming and coming. He's yeah. like checking, and he's looking around, watching the ship fill up. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get a good seat. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting so annoyed. And uh, I was always waiting for the line of any more, and then him pulling like yeah. a knife out of his boot, oh, going, yeah. "Oh yeah, actually, wait a minute, yeah. that one as well. This one, this one." And the way he takes the thing, because he hates droids. 
Yep. He's so much better with droids now, but he still doesn't like droids. So he takes that thing and he's like, I know how much is in there. Yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I funny. know exactly what I've put in that box. Um, and when I get to the other end... <laughs> it's just so funny. It's great. So he gets on this transport. We have this scene where this kid looks at him and is kind of staring at him. And the mum goes, no, 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 look forward. Leave the Mandalorian alone sort of thing. And then he immediately looks at the gift for Grogu. That looks like Grogu. <laughs> oh, man. That that was... Because it was a kid looking at him. So and like, mind... again, we say about the helmets and stuff. You yeah. can tell he's done one of those kind of like... The half smiles yeah. that you do. Like, you know, yeah. You're alright. You can then... tell he's done it, but you can't see his face. But you no. know he's done that half smile to the... You're alright, kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's done that, and you know there's emotion. You know his eyes are, are emotional because he's now thinking about Grogu. He misses the child. Yeah, man, this show's good. Yeah, <laughs> so and good. all of this again without even seeing a character's face. No, you no, know. granted. Same. So this transport goes to Tatooine, right? It does. So at this point, I'm like, I've clocked this Tatooine. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Here comes Boba. He's going to land. He's going to get off this transport. There's going to be a load of pike guys around. And he's going to be like, hmm, this is odd. And then Boba's going to show up like, hey, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Got a a job for you. Um, But no, that didn't happen straight away. He gets his weapons back. um, And then he goes to see the mechanic lady. We get to see her again. Called it. We called it on a TikTok. We did. I'd like to say right now, okay, this is really... It's so it's controversial. It's just an opinion. Of all the side characters in Star Wars, I think she's now my favourite. She cracked me up in this episode. Some man. of the lines she comes out with, oh. <laughs> bit furry. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Not only can she speak Jawa, by the way, which watching a human do that noises and everything is just weird, just yep. really weird, but funny. Her turning around to Mando and go, I dated a Jawa once. Really furry. <laughs> and Mando yeah. like has got no time to react before the Jawas have stood there. But again, he's like done this take to look at her, looked away and then looked back, which you can't see his face, but you know he's just gone, What? Yeah. You dated a <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. And and- he starts talking to Jawas talking to her, she's back, she's, she's replying like, No. I've told you, I'm taking yeah. some time for no, myself. It's I like know. the Jawa's trying the, to flirt with us. The Jawa has hit on her. The Jawa has basically just like, hey, baby, come back to mine. She's like, no, I'm taking some time to work on me. And she turns to him again. He goes, really furry. It's like, yeah. oh, what? <laughs> she, um, but she's great. Her, her whole That's thing. Brilliant. And um, there's there's this bit in it where um, she gets like the grabbed by the shark kind of scenario, but this creature grabs her. Um, I, I said grabbed by the shark. You know, it's like the famous thing, and it see someone bobbing in the water, then they vanish. See, this was the thing for me. Bearing in mind who directed this episode. Oh, who directed the episode? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yes, yes, she did. Uh, Mandalorian episode. She's come back to direct it. Fantastic. Yeah. She directed a couple of the Mandalorians themselves. She did. Yeah. But obviously, she is an actress in a certain film franchise now. Is she Jurassic is she Park? Now? Oh, I've heard of that. You've heard of that one? Did yeah. you not get like serious Jurassic Park vibes where she was attacked oh. by it and she's like holding onto the side of the cage 
And she goes up and down and then dragged in. And I'm like, oh, Velociraptor! <laughs> to, to be honest with you, mate, now you said it, it makes far more sense than what I was seeing. I, I, I was, was just instant Jurassic Park Velociraptor moment of, oh my god, he's gonna! No, no I, I think you're right. I think given her association with like, that... I don't know that, if it was just a nice nod towards the Jurassic Park franchise I, or not. Possibly, possibly because I'm older than you. I saw Jaws. I saw it like you know, yes. like the scene in Jaws where the person's bobbing in the water and then they go, Voof, they've been sucked under. She's like appear, thrash around, and go. Yeah, yeah. She's like, there's the boxes are there, and she's like talking, like, oh, the thing must have gone. Then boom, she's like dragged yeah. down the ground. Yeah. Um, Mando walks in, shoots that creature, which was great. <laughs> what an entrance. Um, there's a little <laughs> droid, right? There's a, this little droid. Apparently, uh, there's a little droid like that from a very famous Star Wars video game. Mm-hmm. I never really played any of the games, so I'm sorry I can't speak to that. But it was really cute. Yeah, <laughs> the little two-legged droid, really cute. Really glad the monster didn't eat it. <laughs> so yes. there you go. Uh, but Mando's there, and this woman again, she's hilarious. Mando's like, you told me you got a replacement for the Razor Crest. She's like, did I? He's like, yes, that's why I'm here. She's like, oh. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah I have uh, got one, actually, thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, kind of, it kind of felt like in that moment, she was like, do I, do I? Oh, crap, I'll give him that other thing I found. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, what did I tell him I had? Have I already sold it? Bollocks, what was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's almost like she did have a razor crest, sold it, and now she's just fobbing him off with something else. But <laughs> yeah. she walks over to this, and she walks over to it, and I'm like, well, that's not, She's got like a cloffer. I'm like, well, that's not a ship. That's a speeder or something. What's I'm looking at it like it's a pod racer. Yeah. 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 Pod racer. She pulls the cloth off and a young teenage version of me leapt up out of my 39 year old self and went, oh my God, Star Wars episode one. That's the ship Anakin was in. Yep. And then she's not alone. And then she was like, oh, it's a Naboo Royal Guard. And she was like saying this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, it's literally one of them. It is literally one of of, them. Yeah. Did you have that little thing in you? You're like, why are you explaining this to me? I know exactly what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I know more than you, mechanic lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is an N1 Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, ah, Nubian. (laughs) Remember that creature in like Phantom Menace 1, the salesman, the ass? Uh, Ah, I bet you no one else has a T14 hyperdrive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) she's like, oh, it's a work on me. It's Uh, a royal starship. We know exactly what it is, woman. Crack on with it. It was (laughs) Make it fly. Um, Again, this is one of the things that this show, Mandalore in the Book of Boba Fett, has done. And I'm classing it as one show, by the way. I know Disney don't want me to, but I am. This whole thing, this whole thing that John Favreau and Dave Filoni had done, this felt like a hug to Star Wars fans at times. Yes. It may sound stupid, but it's like, you get this, you get that moment, and it's just like, oh, wow, this is wonderful. This is kind of great. But also then, the kind of nerdier side of me, the geekier side of me, then my brain's like, come on. Anakin was in one of those ships. We're now on Tatooine, and one of those ships is on Tatooine. What's that ship doing on Tatooine? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm like, could it be? Why? And I'm like, no, nah, it can't be, because Anakin went back, <coughs> he parked it on Naboo, but maybe years later, you know, perhaps it was a thing, perhaps he took it. I, I don't know. I'm like going round and round in circles on this. Yeah. To the point, and I'm going to apologise to everybody right now, to the point, right? I decide I'm going to watch episode one again. Mm-hmm. Because I want to watch the scene where Anakin gets in the Starfighter, 
just in case there's anything that can be like it's the same ship. Mm-hmm. And there's markings on the side of Anakin's starfighter. So I go back to the scene in the Book of Boba Fett. There's markings on the side. Mm-hmm. None of the other fighters you see in close-up in episode one have got those markings. None of them. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. So then I've had to freeze frame on them. Zoom in, freeze frame. They don't match. I'm gutted. I'm like, ah, oh, they've obviously just done it as a great nod. Do you know what I mean? They've like clearly mirrored. These are what yeah. the starfighter. Oh, I'm like, ah. Oh. But then I noticed something else. I noticed that all of the shots of Anakin in this starfighter, and I mean all of them, are from one side. Yeah. All of the shots of this starfighter before he does it up and these symbols are gone are from the other side. So therefore, we are now fully accepting. Yeah. We are now... This is now headcanon, which is a term meaning that I've made this up and I'm just believing it. <laughs> from now on, that, it is now believed. That, that is, is that is the ship that Anakin blew up, the droid control ship. I do... I, I imagine at the end of Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2, we had a kind of making of thing. Yeah. I think we're going to get that again with the Book of Boba Fett. The reason why I think it is there's a one week gap between this show ending and the next big show on Disney Plus starting. <laughs> yes. And they seem to want to do their releases on a Wednesday. And so I, I, I'm fairly confident that that one week gap is to put that in. Then the new, the big Marvel show called Moon Knight will begin. Oh, makes sense. Could be wrong. Could be Would wrong. Would make sense. But we shall see. Um,. But anyway, so we'll probably find out then if we're right or not. But it just, it was like, I went down a rabbit hole with that, man. I really did. But it was yeah. fun. It was really fun. Uh, this ship, we then have kind of like a montage of them building it. How funny was the whole Jawas going off stealing stuff thing? I love that. So if you need parts, you literally just ask these guys for them, they'll go find them. Yeah, yeah just don't ask any questions about where <laughs> they get it from. It's like you. It's like, where did they find this? You really want to know? Like, yeah. It's like basically a a spice running ship from the Pike slowed down. They went underneath it and stole it. And he's like, wow, nope, these guys are brave. Pays them for it because he thinks that's the right thing to do. And she goes mental. <laughs> You're spoiling them. Yeah. You've given them ten credits. I normally yeah. give them four. Oh, she literally said she swaps parts for them going through her bins. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> you're, you're a wonderful woman. But then again, she does date them, so we don't know what else she does for parts. <laughs> moving on. No! Moving on quickly. So furry. <laughs> so furry. Um, They build this ship. And by the way, when the ship rolls out, like you get the reveal of the what they've built. Yes. That thing looks sexy, man. Like, don't get me wrong, they look damn cool in the kind of, like, yellowy colours they were they originally. Did. Back but in the day, the yeah. the silver version, like the scrubbed chrome silver, yes. where he's literally just got over it with, like, a sandblaster and taken all the paint off. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and it looks awesome. Now, one quick thing as well, though, by the way. Something I've noticed, the Mandalorian character, episode one, season one, a droid tries to help him with something, he'll shoot the thing. Yeah. Grogu and the droid that saved Grogu saved his life he's changed 
And there's yeah, this it was trying, great scene. Trying to get him to get the light in the right place. Yeah, yeah. No, here, here. But, Focus. But he here. thanks it. Do you notice he says yeah. thank you to the droid, and the droid does a little happy dance. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I love that. I, I was. That was again. I'm just saying. This show feels like I hugged the Star Wars fans. That was great. The droid did a little happy dance. <laughs> and you say about the Mando thank you like. He seems to be the politest character in Star Wars. Like he must have said thank you <laughs> at least six times in this episode. It's true. Yeah, he is like the politest character in Star Wars. <laughs> he's 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 pretty ruthless. I mean, he cut a load of guys in <laughs> half earlier. But yeah, I mean, if you're on if you're on the right side, he will say thank you. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. his p's and q's. Yeah, he does. He's, he politely cut you in half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We then have the, the, the moment that's become viral for us on TikTok, um, which is he takes this ship out for a test flight. Yes. And when I, again, I'm talking about hugs to Star Wars fans. Do you, do you want to run with this and I'll chime oh, in? Or? Yes. So he flies over the city. And yep. it's, oh, cool. Okay, over the yeah, city. Yeah, that's, that's all cool. Nice. That's all cool. Nice. Yeah. And then he goes through like what looks like a bit of a desert area and he approaches a canyon. Um, and she says, point it between the two suns and you'll be in Beggar's Canyon. And at that moment, my little ears pricked up. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Luke <laughs> used to go and shoot Womp Rats in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> yeah, he did. Wait a minute. So we've also found out the Mandalorian is a nicer person than Luke because Mando <laughs> yeah. didn't kill any. He, he didn't He didn't bullseye a Womp Rat. No, no, he didn't. No. And then he goes through the canyon. And as he goes through the canyon, you go... Hold up, we have seen people pod race through here before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And by and the time only... he flies up into the sun afterwards, I am in like full nerdgasm, like, oh my god. <laughs> so so not only have we seen people pod race through there, right? We saw Anakin pod race through there, and Anakin had a moment where he was nudged off the track and smashed through a barrier that was there, an off ramp. Yep. And when Mando flew his ship past the same thing. The off-ramp's there, and that barrier debris is still everywhere. It's never been yeah. fixed. Yeah. That was great. That was so good. Such a fun detail. And a womp rat, such a ridiculously fun detail. And Just to have this little creature get out the way, and every Star Wars fan went, yeah. that's a womp rat. That's a womp we rat. Don't even, we've a... never seen a womp rat no, before, but we no. knew instantly... We'd... We didn't need to know. We knew what that was, that just because of where it was. It's, a, it's in Beggar's Canyon. It's about two foot in size. That it's matches a description. Rat. Yeah. That's it's a womp rat. rat. Yeah. It's that thing that gave Luke the confidence to blow up the Death Star. Well done, womp rat. Yeah. <laughs> um, he then launches up into space, flies around that transport, the little moment where the kid's back on the transport sees the ship. Yeah. Mando kind of looks across, then flies right by. And then we have what can only be described as a cops moment. Yeah, woo! Yeah, woo. bad Please boys. Pull bad over the boys. Vehicle. What you gonna do? <laughs> is there a problem, officer? Again, so polite. So and it's polite, literally right? is. Am I? Is there a problem? <laughs> so we we have two X-wing pilots. One of them we've seen before, and one of them's appeared in the Mandalorian a few times. Has run into Mando a couple of times, as becomes evident during this scene. Yeah. The other one. Did the other guy look familiar to you at all? Okay, I will have to be honest and say no. Yeah. However, you've already told me what it is, and then I geeked out a bit, so tell him. 
Tell him. Tell him. So, so, so the other guy, um, in the final Mandalorian episode of season two, we know Luke Skywalker returns. We all know there's an element of CGI and there's an element and there is uh, the aging process and Mark Hamill's scene when he walks into that room. But an actor actually played Luke fighting all the way through the hallways and that actor is that X-Wing pilot. Yes, he is the stunt double. He is He is the guy. He is the actor who cut through it, all those droids, the battle droids. He is Luke Skywalker. 2.0, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Luke Maybe Stuntwalker. Maybe Lucas Skywalker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke Stuntwalker, I like that. I like that one, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, So, yeah, and that's kind of fun. We have this scene. Now, all the way, this mechanic woman's been talking about how fast she's going to make this shit. <laughs> it's going to be great, going to be great. Yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of been like yeah okay yeah okay all right whatever whatever whatever. The two X wings are there. They're asking some questions he doesn't want to answer, so he punches it to try and get away from man. He burns them. Yeah. He absolutely leaves them space dust. And the guy goes, "Whoa! How did it jump to hyperspace?" And the other guy's like, "Yeah, that was just his kid, sub thrust. Didn't jump, kid. Those were his subline thrusts. There's, like, there's no trace of it. We're gonna report this. Why? Do you like, wanna go do paperwork? No. <laughs> Hell no. So the X-wings bug out. They're gone, and he goes and lands. They're basically, the ship lazy back. cops. They're like, "Do you wanna go do paperwork? No, sir. No. Right. Off we there, go there, then. Let's go. There's something. There's something." terrible about x-wings being used that way but something really funny about yeah. it as well um so he burns the x-wings he heads back he lands he has like an absolute out-of-body experience it would seem he loves his new ship being a starfighter he also says when she asks him about it it was wizard yeah i've not heard that expression used in a long time <laughs> um which was kind of great and kind of funny that he came out with that like wizard that was brilliant okay um one of the other things that i missed before he took off by the way is she talks about the fact she's removed the astro droid port because of his feelings on droids mm-hmm. and there's just this like lovely bubble there now um it looks very grogu sized Oh, could could you imagine little Grogu sat in the back of the? Yeah, I can. Yes, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it very yeah, well. I can see it. Yeah, somewhat lightsaber. Me and you both went there, right? Me and you yeah. both went. That's perfect for Grogu. That's perfect yeah. for Grogu. I go online. The first theory I see. Well, that's clearly going to be for the heads of his bangties. Whoa, dude, dark. <laughs> what the hell? It's like, well, he ain't got the razor crest to freeze them anymore, so he's just going to be taking heads with the dark saber i'm like wow okay we went to one polar and they went to the other like totally totally like wow i'm We've there gone, how cute would that be to see how us? cute and adorable yeah. and no, this guy's just got like heads. yeah literally four or five <laughs> severed heads rammed into this compartment uh, like wow i mean i suppose because he's taking everyone in cold yeah 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 like damn yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's it. I, I can take you in cold or colder. What? <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And, and anyway, she says like, "Oh, one of your friends showed up asking about you." And I genuinely went, "Oh, about time." Yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, this is a Boba Fett. It's about time Boba shows up, and he didn't. It still wasn't him. It was no. Fett. For me, I was like, "Blimey, we've watched like half hour, and this is about time." Yeah. Like, oh wait, no, it's the end of the episode. It was. 50 it minutes. has literally been Whoa. fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. 
Um, she asks, she basically, yeah, she does what we were waiting for, which is throws in some credits and says, you know, it's not a bounty, we need muscle. And he's like, is this for Boba Fett? And I love this. He, he throws the money back and he's like, oh, it's, it's free for Boba. I, yes. I love that because it obviously shows the appreciation he had for Boba helping get Grogu. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I, I like so. the fact. I, I like that, that element to it. Also, I don't ever get the impression Mando's short of money, by the way. I would you know, like to assume he's not like he, he's had enough jobs. I'd say. Yeah, he seems he seems to live. He seems to be all right for credits. Yeah. Uh, but then we also get the line that ends the episode, which again we talk about lines that send people in. They're kind of like, oh my god, this one sent my daughter to a pitch in her voice that set the neighbor's dog off. You know, <laughs> uh, which, which was he basically said, okay, I'll do it for free. But I gotta go and visit a little friend first. Yeah, the line is tell him it's on the house, but first I've gotta pay a visit to a little friend. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's dug out a weapon. No. Um Wow. What an episode, man. Yeah, wow, like it had everything. It really did. I loved loved it. Absolutely loved it. It just just so much joy packed in. Um, like you said off the bat, it's strange that Boba wasn't in it. Let, let's just forget that and just enjoy it for a great episode of television. Um, yeah. It was it was brilliant. And what now, though? I mean, this is the thing. Like, uh, there are so many directions. Like, the next episode, I genuinely don't have a clue. Is the next episode going to follow? Are we going to sort of get half and half Boba going on and also Mando trying to find Grogu? Are we yeah, even going to see Mando again? Mando's going to come back, yeah. No, no. Are we even going to see him again this season? Is there going to be more Book of Boba Fett? You know, is there going to be a season? We, we don't know. Everything's no. up in the air. But if you like theories and you like the kind of thought-provoking kind of stuff where it's like, oh, that's interesting, but what about this? Ah, mm-hmm. you want to be checking out our TikTok. We, we put yes. it across our socials. We put it on Twitter. We put it on Instagram. We put it on Facebook. But TikTok right now is where it's at. If you're too old for TikTok, I completely understand because I'm too old for TikTok, but I'm still on there. We do theories, daily theories, where we put out the from the shows we're talking about, theories on what we think may come, come to pass, what might happen in the next episode, next season, or just general, this would be interesting. And we throw that out there. Yes. We've got a few. We've got a few off the back of this episode, and we're going to be putting them out there soon. So... Be sure to check that out. You can find us. It's Podcast of Thangs, Stuff and Thangs. You can find us. Look for the logo. We are there. Are we done, my friend? I believe we have covered everything. Frighteningly enough, I think you're right. I was just having a quick look through the trivia bits and stuff like that. And yeah, I think we have covered everything. I I was about to say a massive thank you. We we good? Can I I say the massive thank you? You can. You can do the thank yous. You can do the thank yous. Massive thank you to everybody for listening. As always, we love the people getting in touch with us. Please feel free to do that. Don't be shy. Um, Let us know all the things I get wrong. I'm always a big fan of that. (laughs) yeah yeah say 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 it nice but by by all means tell me what i'm wrong because it's funny uh thank you everybody for listening i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you listen again for next week when we will be back to discuss the next episode of boba fett our podcast keeps rolling on with new shows coming out all the time keep an eye on the facebook page look out for twitter instagram and keep an eye on that tiktok because we've gone viral on it now in a good way we'll be back really soon everyone take care Keep it furry. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search The Stuff and Things Podcast to join in our conversation every week. <laughs>